0: Welcome to the Born and Raised Audio Experience Presented by Onyx
1: Guys, welcome back to the Audio Experience Today is a is a cool show because it's something a little different. Normally, we're talking about uh, tips and tactics or whatever from a standpoint of things that uh, that we can teach you or that that mistakes that we've made right in the past. And uh, today we got Eric on, and Eric, just tell us a little bit about your background and kind of what you have done, which is very, very impressive. And and I, man, we'll get into it deeper here in a second, but go ahead and give me a, give me a brief overview of you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, I believe the medical diagnosis is adult onset hunter. Um, so <laughs> I, uh, I grew up a, a city boy grew up on a golf course. Uh, I'm, I apologize. I'm embarrassed, but it's just what happened. Uh, and then, uh, married into a hunting family, which just rocked my world. Cause, uh, I'm pretty sure, as far as I know, my family didn't even know anyone who hunted. Like, it never, never came up. It was not a thing. Uh, and then I suddenly met this girl, fell in love, met her dad. He showed me his den of death, which was the most terrifying thing I'd ever seen. Uh, but it also just <laughs> just captivated me. Like, oh, I've got to know more about this. Uh, and he, he patiently brought me along and, you know, gave me my first... Uh, cow archery cow elk tag for christmas the year before i married his daughter and i mean just set me on this path to uh that would absolutely overtake my entire life
1: the cool thing is so you've made it a goal to actually try to cut those steps out for other people correct is that i mean while you wrote the book we'll get into that and everything as we go but uh, correct like trying to trying to to shave down the time of entry right
0: yeah, absolutely. I, I I keep running into and talking to guys who who are just just like me. They're like, hey, thanks thanks for putting out this content. I'm also late to the game, and uh, uh, and in a lot of cases, they don't even have the the family connection or the built in mentor. They're just they're just on the internet trying to figure it out and head out yeah. to the woods, and all their friends think they're crazy for suddenly trying to go do this. So I'm just trying to, to lo- it, the barrier to entry seems so high. So yeah. I'm trying to do everything I can to like. It's actually I mean, hunting is always hard, but it's actually like simple. You only need a few things and you need to just get out there and like, here's what you need to know. And you're going to screw up over and over and over again in a bunch of different ways, but that's part of the process. So just enjoy it. And eventually it's going to start to click and you're going to find some success.
1: I love that too. I, I exactly what you're saying. I love that just because of the simple fact that it's, what we do and i I mentioned it when we started it's like taken for granted a little bit because we were taught by our dads at a young age you know this is what you did this is what you did this is how you procured meat for the family and this is how things go you know and so we yeah it can be hugely taken for granted but on what you just said is it's not as hard as people would think it would be especially i mean okay so Let's, uh, let's flash back to 1985, 1990, no internet really. Nothing like that. I mean, now there's so much information out there, whether it be Onyx maps, you know, so you can know exactly where you're going for safety, whether it can be, uh, shoot, all the content that all of us put out of going, okay, I need to know the wind, the thermals are doing this in the morning, this in the evening. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. It's just, I think it's really, really closed that barrier to entry gap down to where it's, it's easy for a lot of people.
0: I, I think so. They're, all the information you could ever need is out there it's, it's sifting through it, I think. And, and you get, you know, I remember for, for a couple of years I would watch and rewatch stuff on thermals because I'm like, hold on, I think I get it this time. Uh, but it's just like when you haven't been steeped in it, you, you're just trying, like it, it can be overwhelming. And so yeah. you also trying to like to weed through, okay, that's a cool thing that I'll probably need to remember six years from now. Yeah. Uh, but, but right now I'm focusing on, you know, these other steps that are further on the more like fundamental level. Yeah.
1: What was that feeling like when I'm assuming it was the cow elk cup that your father-in-law, that your father-in-law awesomely got you. What was that feeling like when you, when you were successful, I'm assuming you were successful. I was not successful on that. I was not successful. No, no, it took, it took a while. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I would love to lie to you right now, but uh, no. (laughs) Every hunt successful, right? Every hunt. Yeah, exactly. Go through the steps of like, what it took for you personally kind of going through and trying to get to where i don't know what weapon you chose i mean as far as that goes kind of walk me through what that thought process at the age of i was 20
0: on my 20 okay OK. Uh, okay. Yeah. So there was I was just a uh, I was a newborn baby deer. Just uh, <laughs> no idea. Uh, didn't know anything. It was just fully like placing my life in the hands of my father in law. Uh, and so he just started to set me up like he had he had his first bow, which was pretty. I don't know, like an ancient PSE sure. uh, that he tried to like set, you know, flinging aluminum arrows, looking back, knowing what I know now, like I had no business being in the woods <laughs> chasing anything. Uh, but he, uh, yeah, he just kind of, we spent that summer trying to get me dialed in. I had never shot a bow. Uh, I had, I had done just like target rifle shooting before. Uh, but so he, he basically got me to where I could hit probably, you know, like your paper plate, out to 30 yards was my absolute max. Uh, and and it was, I I don't know what my draw weight was, but I was a scrawny kid back then. And it, it was not high. (laughs) He had to dial that thing back pretty far to get me to be able to draw it. And and he just, just walked me through Like we went out to where we were going to hunt and he likes to hunt out of a tree stand in this spot in the woods. And so he kind of built me a brush blind further back in the woods. And, and I just remember him marking off, uh, like with flagging tape, I didn't have a rangefinder, So he's like, Hey, here's 10, here's 20, here's 30. And his exact words, like if it's past 30, don't even think about it." great idea. I'm like, okay, cool. That's what I need to know. Don't even grab your bow. Yeah. Don't, don't bother. (laughs) You're just going to wound something and embarrass yourself. Uh, (laughs) And and just all these little things I did like the morning of the opening morning showed up and we hiked out in the dark and and that weekend we showed up the day before. Uh, and he was just like, Oh, Hey, I put your broadheads on. Like, what are broadheads? What are you talking about? Like, I didn't even know. Uh, (laughs) he just, he was just kind of spoon feeding me. Uh, and then that, that first morning, I, I, again, was not successful on that hunt, but had the, to this day, what might be one of my closest elk encounters that I was sitting in my blind so stupid. He told he pointed to this like little drainage. He's like, they usually walk up here. They come in from this way. And so I just sat looking that way. Like, okay, the elk are going to come from there. Uh, and it was early and I dozed off also like an idiot. And, uh, I'm awakened by this screaming bull. Oh, uh, and, and I turned my head and directly 10 yards directly behind me is this bull and six cows who just walked in. My blind was right next to this barbed wire fence. So they just stopped at the fence and he ripped this bugle that I almost wet myself. And then now I'm like, <laughs> trying to both wake up and figure out how to shoot one of these cows. Uh, I did not have an arrow knocked cause he didn't tell me sit there with an arrow knocked. So I'm like trying to bend and twist and pull out an arrow. You know, the jig was up. They, they jumped and, and tore sure. off. Uh, and when I, recounted the story to my father-in-law There were all he's like you didn't you didn't have an aeronaut like you fell asleep you, like all these things he just had that look in his eye like this kid what am i doing bringing this kid to the woods he has so much to learn <laughs> oh, uh, it, he was incredibly patient but uh yeah that that hunt uh it, it just sparks i mean even being unsuccessful that encounter was like oh my gosh this is incredible i need more of this yeah uh, yeah that adrenaline I, dump right uh, that just like it, like nothing like nothing else I've, I've ever experienced
1: so fast forward how long until we got our first animal <laughs>
0: uh so we gotta do some math here uh carry to, the two yeah yeah i was <laughs> was i i was like it might have been a decade i was okay. 30 okay. 30 31 maybe right um and some of that uh, like life happened we moved away for a couple of years like i all that. There were a few unsuccessful, mostly desert rifle mule deer hunts. Uh, sure. That not only unsuccessful, but like those. Well, we spent a weekend. We camped. We had rifles. That was all that happened. Like that there, we didn't see anything. <laughs> um oh. And uh, so finally, uh, this is a rifle hunt uh, for mule deer, and we're actually hunting private land in this one, where uh, my cousin-in-law runs this big farm in the middle of the desert outside of Phoenix. And oh, cool. Uh, we, got permi- we got permission to hunt it, and. Uh, we actually like put in the time and scout it you know try to pattern where they where they are and you, you know you catch them exiting the private first thing in the morning or you catch them coming back in in the evening and gotcha uh, a whole comedy of error it was it, it wasn't a, I wish i could say like oh a deer came in i shot he died it was great like it was a disaster uh but it ended in a a, a dead mule deer but uh Man, I so I bought a rifle. because I had been using like a, a loan. My father-in-law was just like, "Hey, here's this old 30 six I have. Use this." Yeah. Um, and so when we drew this tag, I was I'd been working towards like, okay, next tag I draw. Like I'm bu- I'm doing it. I'm buying my own rifle, uh, and then I mounted the scope myself like a moron. Uh, oh. Didn't didn't I was like, I don't need to pay fifty bucks for the torque, the inch pounds torque thing. Like I'll figure oh. it out. So yeah, way over torqued it. Had all this like inconsistent stuff that i'm like is that because i'm a terrible shot or is this the rifle Um, (laughs) so the the first day my father-in-law shot i think the biggest buck he has ever shot to this day that i spotted his antlers he was sleeping out in the field midday which was weird and we we set up on him and my father-in-law was like all right you you get the first shot but if you miss like brace yourself you're going to hear a second shot (laughs) Uh, and so sure enough he stood up i shot i missed i heard the second shot he went down yeah uh, and then while we're while we're skinning out his buck, this other buck comes moving through the field a few hundred yards away. So I I leave I grab my rifle and run and set up, send three rounds just, all just miss totally just spraying spraying oh, and praying, uh, <laughs> miss clean misses all three times, and he bounds out into the desert. So the next day I burn like a whole box of ammo out away from the farm, trying to like what is going on with my get rifle, dialed. like trying to get it like sorted out, and I got to. In hindsight, uh, knowing what I know now, I would have just like, Hey, uh, Neil, I need to use your rifle. This thing, (laughs) I'm putting this away, but I I had that stubbornness. Like, no, this is my new rifle. I'm going to make it work. So I, so I have eight rounds, uh, with me in possession and and the, the gun had a three round attachable magazine. So I hike out, we park the Jeep and our blind is like a half mile away. I head out with four in the gun, three extra in the magazine. I have this one loose bullet. But I'm like, what am I like? I'm not I'm not carrying this. Like, I'm not Barney Fife. This is dumb. Uh, I'm just going to leave this in the Jeep. Who needs more than seven rounds to shoot a deer, uh-huh. which is in literary terms foreshadowing. So I, uh, I move. We get out to our blind. <laughs> this the, sure enough, as the sun comes up, the, these, I see this line of bucks and does moving on out to the desert. There's this massive four by four just sitting on the farm road right next to the fence about to hop over. And we are facing due east. So I set up on him and I've got massive glare in my scope and I keep shifting everything, trying to like get a clear sight picture as I'm fighting with the sun and dealing with that. I send three rounds at him. All three miss. father-in-law's father-in-law's just looking through the binos, like calling out like missed low missed left missed. Like he's just so beside, like I I can't imagine how annoyed he was at that point. Um, (laughs) And so I miss him three times. He bounds over the fence into the desert And so uh, like frustrated, I start to scan this line and here's this other good size three by four, just moving with all these does in the field still. So range him. And at this point I I cycle mag, like, okay, I've got one left in this mag. I cycle the fresh one in. So I've got this magazine with one round sitting next to me, fresh three in the gun, miss him the first time. And every shot, like I miss. the does are flying around. And so I wait for another clear shot (laughs) on the second shot. My father-in-law is like, okay, you hit him, but he's not down looking back, I had gut shot him. So he's, he's out there. He's hit. He's just standing in the field. By this point, the does are, are done. Like they've all taken off. He's just standing alone in the field. Uh, and I send another bullet. He's like, all right, missed low. Uh, I change mags again. That last bullet, put it in like, this is the last one I got right here. Like I've got to finish this. He's at this point, you know, he's like three, three fifteen away. away. Uh, try to take my time, try to do everything right. Send another round. He's like, oh, you, you missed, you shot over him. I'm like, okay. But he's just watching through the binos, doesn't know. He's like, all right, you know, whenever you're ready, take your time, take your next shot, shoot him again, shoot him again. And finally, I'm just like, I, I,
1: I'm, I'm out of bullets. I don't and have any like, shot.
0: Full, full on, like, forgets the whispering, just like, yeah, what? I'm like, ah, I'm sorry, I, I have one more bullet in the Jeep. It's like, it looks like you're going back to the Jeep. Uh, so I, I leave all my gear. I grab the keys. He just stays looking through binos, watching the deer to make sure he doesn't run off. And Fair I idea. sprint. Half mile back to the jeep, and I, I'm not even like I just hop in and drive the thing up to our blind, hop out, grab my one stupid bullet, pick up my rifle, and I drop down into the field where I could kind of crawl behind this berm and pop up closer to where he is, and I range him at 170, and I put that last bullet in, and I'm like this, like this is it? I don't, I have, I, I, have, I have a pistol on my hip, so if this doesn't work, I got to charge in like John Wick and try to finish this deer, <laughs> uh, and. and So you know, nineteen deep breaths, like literally praying, like please God, send this bullet where it needs to go. Uh, (laughs) Squeeze the trigger, and I mean, finally, like perfect hole right behind the shoulder. He just drops. Oh god! Uh, And then yeah, so I felt like looking back on the whole thing, I'm like, this deer just sat out there, gut shot, like suffering. Such an idiot, Uh, but coupled with that, like okay, this this finally happened. This journey that started, you know, a decade prior. Yeah. Something is finally down. Like I can do this. Uh, how did that change you right there? As far as like,
1: did you feel remorse? Did you feel, uh, how does your ethics at that
0: point, like how have they changed from right then to right now? Uh, to right now I am a lot more, uh, I hold myself to a much higher standard of knowing exactly what my gear is doing and what it's like, how it's going to perform. Yeah. Uh, so that like, yes, there was all the excitement of my first buck, but also, like, the way it went down and how many rounds, like, I should never have been shooting that rifle at live yeah. animals. Like, yeah. I, I should have been at the range beforehand. Like, this is weird. Like, these are kind of flying everywhere. You know, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I need to, you know, I need to go to a gunsmith. I need, I need to figure this out. Right. Um, but at the time it was just like, nah, well, it'll be great. We'll figure it out. And so uh, I, I don't let myself do that anymore. Like I stay <laughs> up on, if there's any question, like, can I make this shot? Well, then I'm not, I'm not shooting it at an animal. Not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, a follow-up shot, there, there's, there's no rules for a follow-up shot, but, but a first shot, like, <laughs> let's, I want to be dead certain. I know where this arrow or this bullet's going to fly. Let's dial this. Yes. Yeah, oh, exactly. Exactly.
1: What has been a big info, like uh, you wrote the book, um, late to the game, right? That's the biggest thing, right? Late that, which I love that. I I just think that's so cool. Um, what's been the biggest thing for you as far as learning wise and as far as, um, uh, developing to where you are right now, has it been gear? Has it been mindset? Has it been, what would you attribute uh, a lot
0: of that to? Um, I I'm a, I'm a gear junkie. Like most of us are. Uh, but even I would admit, I don't think it's been gear. Like I have better gear than I had. Yeah. Um, but it, it has been so much more mindset and then, and some tactics like, like the biggest hurdle, uh, maybe it's Arizona. Cause we, I mean, our populations just aren't what other places are, but just like finding animals starting to learn how to pick apart an area or, you know, aerial imagery and like, okay, this, this is where I should go. This is what I should be looking for. Cause just so many trips of, I spent yeah. three days out here. I didn't see anything like what, yeah. what am I doing? Uh, you know, I saw some old tracks, so there have been animals here, but they're not here now. Um, so I think figuring out some of those, those brass tacks like cracking down animals, Uh, the process of that has also led to the mindset stuff of like, just being able to grind, uh, just those long days. Like I was, I was just on so a spring bear hunt where, you know, the days are 14 hours long and we are at a glassing point for 14 hours, just, (laughs) and and friggin' Arizona bears. Like we have so few of like finding a bear is the accomplishment in and of itself. Oh, really? Uh, Is it pretty tough? It is. I, I, I just shot my first bear and it's, I've been hunting bears for four years. Like oh, wow. it, okay. Just, okay. It, it is, it is very hard. Uh, but just that mental grind of like, it's three o'clock. The Arizona sun is relentless. And like I, we were, my buddy and I were making shade structures out of our mid layers and trekking poles, like at, at two in the afternoon. So yes. We're going to sit here because these bears could pop out any time. But just that fourteen day, you get back to camp. You're like, do I even want to eat? I just want to go to bed. Uh, Just exhausted. And I know, like er, earlier in my career, I would have been like, this is dumb. Like there are no bears here. I'm going home, right? Uh, But but that grind and being able to just. You know, a two and to quote yourselves. It only takes one. Uh, it's so fact. I'm just it gonna, I'm going to hang out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and two, and having that fortitude and that knowledge of there's bears here. I've seen the sign or wherever you, however you went about it. It's like I know it's just it's going to happen at some point. It's just man, it's being here when it happens, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It can't happen if you're back at camp or back oh, in the truck or on the couch. <laughs> you
1: can't kill him from the couch. No, you can't. No, you can't. But I've tried. I have definitely tried. Yeah. Oh, man. No, that's that's so awesome. And so where are you as far as now? I guess, I, you know, I was thinking just a little bit earlier about how things have changed and how with social media, just alone, um, the quote unquote meat movement, if you will, you know, wherever a lot of people want to procure their own meat, you know? And so, and, um, there's a ton of podcasts, there's a ton of info and stuff like that on it. Like, you know, it's something to be said to be going out and getting your own meat. So I think, I don't think you're in the area alone, What what is your feedback then? Uh, so far, as far as like from the book and from just, just your knowledge and just gaining that, what is your feedback been? Uh,
0: overwhelmingly positive. Uh, so I know social media can be an ugly, ugly place. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, YouTube can be the ugliest. So, uh, you know, there's, there's old videos of like, you know, some like bow comparison thing and it's just nothing, but like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Like, uh, you know, you keep watching it and I keep getting paid from it. So yeah, I don't care. Uh, care. Say <laughs> <laughs> what you want. Um, anyway, uh, that be most of it is I get a ton of the like, Hey, I'm just like you. It's so nice to see someone else. Who like, yeah, is that, just, that, just that's my question.
1: That's my question. Yeah. It's like, yeah, there, there's gotta be a bunch of people out there.
0: They're like, Hey, I'm doing the
1: same thing too. Right?
0: Yeah. So many more than I expected. Cool. Uh, like I figure, I was like, yeah, there's, there's probably, you know, I personally know a couple, there's gotta be a few more out there, but just an overwhelming flood of like, yeah, man. Uh, I don't know what happened, but at 28, I just wanted to start hunting. Right. Or, you know, 30 something. I, I get guys who I've had a couple that are in their fifties and they're like, yeah, I'm going on my third hunt this year. I'm like, good for you, man. <laughs> like That's get awesome. out there. Uh, and, and they're just, I, I think, all of us are grateful to the experts uh, who just put out all this content. Uh, There's also a, I I get a lot of gratitude from a, like, it's nice to see someone else who is not ashamed to be like, yeah, I, I, this was a bad shot or I'm still trying to dial in my bow or I'm like, I'm making these dumb mistakes along the way uh, or I'm having these hunts, you know, I'll make a film where nothing happened, you know, (laughs) like, Hey, I saw a couple animals and nothing happened, but I'm going to put it out there anyway. Uh, because it, it just adds that realism and these guys have this, like, okay, it's not just me. I'm not, I'm not cursed. I'm not a total idiot. Like this is just part of the process.
1: It was, it's really cool. Like, um, our stuff. So when we did land of the free and we started posting daily videos, some of our best feedback, honestly, which I did not see this coming at all was, their favorite times were when we didn't see here. Um, and we <laughs> hiked, you know, we hiked 15 miles that day and didn't see anything, didn't hear a bugle, didn't do anything. And, and I'm, and I ask these people at shows and stuff and, and when we get to meet people and stuff, why, you know, and they look at you and they say, because that was me <laughs> this last <laughs> yeah. season, you know, it doesn't always happen. It doesn't always come running into your bugles and stand there at 20 yards and you shoot it. And, it, you know, that's, that's the TV version, right? That's the, every, yeah. every other show or not every other, but a lot of shows you watch, that's what happens every time it's supposed to happen like that. And it's just, it's those things that, it kind of surprised me. Like, oh, okay, that makes sense. That you know, it, it's 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 something that we always say in YouTube. You know, we try to show them what they're not supposed to see. We try to show the the blunders. We try to show the miss. mishaps we try to show the getting busted by wind and we even show when we've wounded an animal and so if someone can learn from that if someone can take something from that that terrible terrible time uh, for for us you know it's worth it's worth doing and it's worth showing even if it does make you you know obviously like you said people are like why were you doing this what happened where were you thinking follow you know it is what it is everybody's gonna have a keyboard comment right but But if someone, if, if, if someone in that whole comment thread said, hey, man, I really learned from this. I did this and this differently, you know, because I saw this, that's, that's, that's what it's about. I mean, that's what it's about. It's just us helping each other as outdoors people and as sportsmen and as, as
0: hunters. I, I think it's a big, big thing. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I'm, I'm the same way. I, I watch Land of the Free every year, and I'm just like, I'm not, uh, there's a temptation probably for some to like, okay, let me skip through to the thumbnails with a, with a grip and grin on them, but uh, yeah. Yep. I'm like, I, w- I want to see that day four of like, these are the experts who are out there. Like, I don't know. There's yeah. no elk here. We got to move
1: on. No, that is a fact. And you <laughs> try being us at that same time going, we are supposed to be these experts guys. <laughs> <laughs> and it is not working. Everything we're doing is not working. And you're just so, oh man, it can get to you. You have to keep that positive attitude, and that positive outlook or else it just eats at you.
0: Yeah, so. Absolutely.
1: Well, cool, man. Um, so, where where do you go from here? Where Where are you? Like, what's your perfect world scenario? What's your What's your end game? Like, is it Is it teaching people? Is it
0: sharing your story? What What? T- talk to me. Yeah, uh, end game is a strong word. Uh, I, <laughs> I think I'll just keep uh, keep growing and developing as as it goes. Uh, and you know, as as content creators, we constantly have you know the ever evolving note in our phone of Oh, I could do this, or I should do that. Um, but uh, but the biggest part of it is to keep to keep taking bigger and better and you know, newer adventures, uh, keep tackling new stuff um, and documenting that process along the way um, and trying to continue to like the most of what I create is bent like from this bent of how can I help that new hunter uh, or that guy who feels overwhelmed, either inspire him or or just uh, just make it make it seem less unachievable. Yeah. you know? So, uh, so there, I mean, there's a whole list of ideas, but just aimed at, I want to take as a hunter, like I want to go try new things. Like I'm, I'm doing the high country mule deer thing in Utah this year for the first time. Sweet. Um, I, I don't love heights. So I'm going with my buddy, trusting that I'm not going to fall off the mountain or slide down an avalanche chute. Oh. Um, but, but we'll figure that out. And, uh, uh so trying to keep tackling those new adventures and, and bring other people along for the ride. And then also, you know, I have ideas for like setting up, setting up new challenges like wh- what if i stripped all my nice gear away and like okay if i started with nothing how cheaply could i go hunting Dude, uh, and I, like I, documenting I that, that process
1: yeah i love that we've always talked to about just like okay how can we okay you say you have a 500 budget i need to buy a bow i need to buy all these things <laughs> okay. and our biggest one of our biggest things was like buy tags and not gear you know I mean, the gear. We went for years and just uh, our, you know, kind of a Boy Scout backpack and the, um, you know, whatever it may be that you got on the, just the pack frame sometimes with a, with some kind of a duffel bag or something on it that had your lunch or what, you know, whatever it may be and uh, super, super cheap and everything. And I, I think... And it's so easy for me to say, you know, because I have all the best gear that it's probably offered on the market. So it's so easy for me to go, well, you don't need that stuff, you know, but it's on my back, you know, and I'm wearing yeah, yeah. the boots, not, you know, and it's so hard to like really tell people that. And they're looking at me like, yeah Trent. yeah i see i see you really went you know really, really went that route and um uh, so so to hear like somebody actually going out there doing it and stuff and because there was years that we you know we didn't have any money we just tried to sell dvds and tried to pay for our hunts that was our goal you know when yeah. we first started and if it could buy a tag we thought oh, man the day that I, i'll be totally honest as far as uh First Light, we were with First Light from the very, very conception of First Light. Anyway, it it was, uh, they sent us all a pair of pants and a shirt and you should have seen us like christmas morning we were just like no way this is they just <laughs> sent us this okay this is the awesomest day ever you know <laughs> and we we're just shouting it from the rooftops you know and it was just like that that's what it was about you know that's what it was it was cool to to see those things go into fruition but before that it was just cloth camo and let it rip You know, that's yeah. what you hunted it
0: yeah my my first successful bow hunt was uh i was shooting a four hundred dollar ready to shoot bow uh, i was wearing mismatched walmart camo like uh, i packed the thing out on oh i don't even know what this was but my father-in-law had rigged up the plastic pack frame and like military surplus straps and belts yes yes and literally ratchet strapped a front and rear quarter and the horns to it and hauled it three miles and i thought i was gonna die like i was <laughs> i was not ni- i was 90 degrees by the time i reached the truck because that thing hurt so bad um so I'm not looking forward to going back to those days uh when I try this experiment, but because uh, I I really love my exo. Uh it's
1: not <laughs> but, terrible, it's not bad. Uh, yeah, but I but think uh, but it's so easy for us to say, and I think and I think that's barrier to entry for a lot of people, right? I think that's barrier to entry for a lot of people that kind of come into the sport and be like well, you see what that guy's got right there. I mean, he's got you know four thousand dollars worth of gear on his body at at, at one single point during this hunt. Yeah. You know how can I do that, and how can I? And I think that I think that's a big misconception. But yet, as promoters and as sponsored people like myself, even and you know we feed into that. We we so it's like trying to say. It's Difficult trying to say you don't need that, but I've got it, but you, you don't need it. You could, yeah. you could do it without it, you yeah. know. And so, you don't it, need it.
0: It's, it, it's nice, it helps a lot, but you yeah. don't technically need it. Uh, correct, yeah, correct. It, it's a fine line to walk for sure, yeah, it definitely
1: is. And then, when you go about it and you screw something up or you blow a shot or something like that, and you look at it like I've got all the best stuff that I could use, and I still screwed up, yeah, <laughs> you know. I can't blame the gear on this one, this is no, all me, that's all <laughs> me, and so I think it's an individual thing. Being like, I really commend what you've done as far as just taking it from the start and, um, and going totally all the way through and actually sounds like now being a very successful hunter and kind of learning the steps.
0: Yeah, we're well, we're working on it. Very successful is a subjective term. Uh, I definitely uh, <laughs> i had uh, i had some success. I started late to I, when I, I started late to the game the same year I shot my first bull, and I, I got a, I made a film of like it, it was it was a whole lot of firsts all at once. And then I definitely hit like a slump yeah. where I I was getting out in the feet. I was putting the time in, and just it just was not connecting. Uh, so there there were a, there was a couple years there of like I don't I don't I need to. Close up chop i can't can't do this uh but just kept kept documenting the process because that's also a real part like you can you can get some stuff dialed and then just a number of factors go wrong all at once and you you have a few hunts back to back where you're like i i don't know i forgot how to hunt
1: so many things have to go right all in an order in order for it to be that you know what i mean what what was uh just name a few just name a few things what was one of the things barrier entry that you going through this whole process that really helped you and jump started you whether it be companies or whatever as far as uh gear or and, and
0: jump starting you a couple of things one is uh one I would have to give credit to a, a, a friend and he's become a mentor of mine in the hunting world i i still so much to my father-in-law we still hunt together he's still teaching me stuff every time we're out Uh, but i I made friends with another local guy who's a content creator who's further down the road both as a hunter and a content creator Uh, and i met up with him uh, because he's he's kind of the reputation as the arizona bear guy so as i was trying to figure out bears i sort of stumbled upon his stuff i was like hey we're in the dude if i bought you coffee could i ask you questions about bears for an hour And, you know, that coffee turned into four hours and now he's he's we hunt together multiple times a year now. Um, But uh, he's been awesome as far as just like hunting mentorship, a great friend, Uh, the bear I just shot, I owe 90% 90% of that bear to him. <laughs> uh, if I'm totally honest, uh, you get like, 10, you get 10. <laughs> I, I, someone had to pull the trigger and make the shot and I there got to got be it. that guy. There um, but, uh, so I think having him has been great, both from a, I mean, hunting friendship and even the business side, like he's further down the business side. And so he's always letting me kind of pick his brain and, and That's cool. he weighs in on here's how I would approach this or this company or whatever. Um, and then I think I've just been able, I've been blessed to, to get in with, with a few companies that, uh, I, I do a lot of writing, uh, articles and, and whatnot. Um, and so I've had a few guys, uh, like Mark from EXO, uh, the Argali guys, a uh, couple other, a couple other companies that, that Great are dudes. willing to let me, yeah, let me write articles for them and, and submit stuff. And that, you know, they, they push that out on their world and that, you know, funnels people back my direction. Uh, it's, it, I think, I think it works out well for everybody. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then just kind of slowly building relationships of, you know, the ambassador nature of, Hey, here's, here's X percent, uh, and often and we'll, you know, use our gear and and we'll kind of promote each other a little bit that way. And so just, man, I, I think I've tried to always stick with a, I, I don't want to be the guy who uses some or says he uses something that he doesn't actually like, or doesn't actually use. Yep. Um, so I've, I've asked on stuff and I've been, uh, good, good. you know, careful to just like, okay, would I, would I pay full price for this and use it because I think it's the best or it works real well for me, then absolutely. I'll, you know, I'll carry your thing and I'll put your logo on a video or whatever. Um, That's but, awesome. Uh, but yeah, just try, try it. What's most important to me is, is being real and straight up with, with my audience. And with, the, I'm just always thinking of those people that are trying to figure it out. And I don't want to lead them astray by saying, "Hey, you should shoot this bow." When in actuality, I hate that bow, and I shoot this bow. Like, (laughs) yep, yep, (laughs) just being honest about it.
1: No, I totally agree. You touched on something there at the first. That was a mentor, and uh, we get this email. We get a lot of emails, and we get it all the time. Is how how do I start? What do I what do I do? You know, and a lot of the times that what I say is like, go to your local bow shop. That's a good place to start. You know, and just shoot with some of these people or go to archery shoots and meet these people. There's guys out there that are killing things every single year. They're, I mean, it's like their job, you know what I mean? <laughs> and they're guys that you would never think that would. You know, they're the guys that are just quiet about it. They just go out, they do their hunting, everything. And if you can get involved with some of these people and you know just pick their brain like you did, you know, and just say, hey, uh, do you mind just showing me some things or on the range? Or do you mind, you know, and like you said, a cup of coffee turned into a four hour chat, which turned into a hunting experience that changed your, you know, changed your hunting really life. Right. And, uh, it just, it's amazing those relationships and those friendships that you can make. And, um, it's not that hard to do. It's just getting out there and putting yourself out there and maybe being a little bit vulnerable. Right. I mean, telling, you know, it's hard as, as, as humans and as, as adult men, I guess, to admit I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Those are our
0: three least favorite words that it's, I don't know. No one yeah. has to say that.
1: It's not easy, and especially in a manly kind of a testosterone filled, you know, hunting, whatever, you know, I, yeah. you know, admitting, yeah, I don't know how to provide for my family. That's probably a pretty tough pill to swallow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I think swallowing it is the only way to move forward, though, is to just is be like, fact. I'm, I'm going to take the mask off for a second and be like, hey, uh, I I have there there are those guys who are on the other side. Like, I have four thousand dollars worth of gear. I haven't shot anything ever. Uh, yeah. So, like, you know, uh, help me out. Or yeah. I, I think by and large, uh, there's always the one offs, but a vast majority of the people I've met in the hunting world, whether it's the industry or just hunters they're good dudes who want to help and are happy to share. You know, you, you can't always just like, Hey stranger, you want to go, can I go hunting with you? Um, but guys are always willing to talk shop or give a couple tips or point you in a direction. Um, yeah, yeah you, just, that, you just, you just got to humble yourself and ask
1: a hundred percent and be selfless. That's the whole yeah. thing. It's like, that's what's, that's what's honestly built born and raised outdoors is, 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 you know, if you are selfless and you act and you don't act like, you know, everything, uh, man, it'll come back to you tenfold and you will always seems like, you know, be successful in what you do. If you admit, Hey, I don't know this, or I'm not the authority in this, you know?
0: Yeah. So Yeah. And I think, and even if you get hooked up with some, but you know, somebody is nice enough to be like, yeah, come hunting with me, you know, trying to, to find ways you can bring value. So, so my yeah. buddy and mentor, uh, he knows more about hunting than I might ever know. Uh, and, but I'm always trying to, you know, as he's a content creator as well. So I'm always running his camera or he's like, Hey, I got an idea for this shot. Like takes it. Like I'm trying to pay him back and well, I can at least take a bunch of photos for you uh, yeah. that you can use down the road. Like, or I, you know, be the guy who chops firewood or cleans up camp or like, Sweet. I, I think that it, if you are in that position where you're, you're receiving all this information and help from somebody, it, it, you may not be able to provide the same help back, but you can do something else to, to become like kind of part of the team almost a hundred percent. What's his name? If you don't mind, Eric, I mean, it's oh, not, his, his name's Josh Kirchner. He's a, uh, his, yeah. his whole, his brand is dialed in Hunter. Um, okay. Is that his channel and everything on? Where? Yeah. That's his channel. His Instagram. Uh, he's, 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 he's a in great Hunter. dude. Great, uh, great photographer. Great, great guy. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Everybody check that out. Dialed in on Instagram. Um, uh, sweet man. What do you, yeah, what, do you have any questions for me? That's what I, it was. I had it written down here. I'm like, well, how can, how can I help or how could I do anything as far as I just love the love what you're doing as far as that goes. But as far as like the the questions, like I said, that I get online, um, is there anything I can do to help?
0: Oh, Wow. I, I should have prepared for that. Um, I, I do. <laughs> oh, here's, here's a question. I'm sure you get all the time. Uh, I'm sure you have an opinion. Uh, I have, I have an Arizona elk tag this year. Yeah. Um, same tag I had in 2017. Uh, I, I killed a bull in 2017. Uh, calls were not working. There's a lot of, the internet is flush with you can't call Arizona bulls, but I've watched you guys call Arizona bulls. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, did, do, do you have any thoughts on the Arizona bull conundrum and, uh, and approaching them?
1: So, so everything that we do pretty much out of all the bulls we've killed, and there's been a few of them, we um, we've called every single one of them in, but I think two in our whole uh, on film. So, and it's, it's, it, we've been very successful with calling that being said, We've scared a lot of elk out <laughs> by calling. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things where if you do something enough, something's got to stick, right? Something's yeah. got to happen. You know? <laughs> so, no, but man, we, were, uh, we went, uh, Steve had that Arizona tag here two years ago, and it was the most unbelievable thing. It was by far the most unbelievable elk experience I've ever had in my entire life. It was that wow. awesome. So okay. it, and I don't know as far as units wise what you've got and everything and don't don't say it on the air I'll talk to you afterwards <laughs> but as far as that goes um yeah man we called every all the bulls that we had and he passed on quite a few bulls to try to kill a big one he wanted a big one and um anyway and, and he ended up getting a, a really big a nice 340 really great bull but we called all of those in that being said there was a lot of elk. And when you get into a spot where there's a lot of elk and there's a lot of calling going on, it doesn't always necessarily mean they're going to come to you. You can yeah. hear them all day long. You can hear where they are. They're going to, because a lot of that, when you get into those numbers of elk and, and, and in really, really healthy elk populations, all they're doing is saying, Hey, I'm over here. Okay. And now I'm over here. And they're just voicing back and forth, it seems like. And they're not necessarily getting. You know, mad to come in and fight. They're just like, this is where I am. You stay over there. I'll stay over here. But it's pressuring those bulls. So getting on, because they'll do a lot of that same stuff you're talking with the mule deer. They're going to start to feed in the morning and they're going to start to head to bed. And following those elk to bed is the biggest thing on that. So that's where your calling is going to come in really, really, really handy because we don't like try to fight them. If they're headed somewhere, we just follow them. We will bugle and just just so we can hear where they're where they're at, so we've got a good idea. Okay, they're headed this direction, and we're just gonna just keep up them and follow them. And they're gonna go somewhere where their cows are gonna go to bed. Eleven o'clock or so, they're gonna be getting to where they're just getting ready for bed. And then that's when he'll bed down his cows and then he will give you some attention to the calls more or less. So that's what we try to do. is just, it's just stay with them. Don't use it necessarily for right off the bat or, you know, trying to fight the bull or whatever you might, you know, use calling for in the mid mornings, but it's just locating them and staying with them. And then there'll be a time where he will, if he keeps bugling, he will get upset enough to come to give you a look,
0: hopefully. Okay. So that, uh, if you don't mind springboard question off that, uh, the, uh, uh, so I've got the tags open for two weeks. Um, I can probably pop back and I won't be able to be in the woods for 14 days straight. So I'm trying to, I'm debating, should I hit them up early? What are the dates on that? Sir, Uh, I believe it opens September 11th, 13th something uh something on the earlier okay. side of September. Uh okay. sorry I'm trying to I should know that off the top of my head. Uh no, 10th, actually. Wow. Yeah, it opens September 10th. Okay. Um, so you're going to be and, starting
1: that rep pretty good. If I only had 7 days, I would go on the back side
0: of that if I was you. On the That's what I was I was thinking about concentrating my efforts on the back side and then maybe if I could swing it still popping up for like opening weekend or something yeah. before they've been messed with just to I know uh, figuring they wouldn't be fired up all that much, but right. but they'd also theoretically be a little less cautious.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We killed uh Steve's he killed we called in a giant bull on the second day and to twenty-three yards and it was just behind a tree. And that's one he would have definitely shot, but we killed his bull on day eight is when we okay. killed his and they were just starting to, I mean, it was just getting better and better and better every single day. And it was just ramping up to like, it was so amazing, man. It was so amazing. My other advice would be just cover ground. Fine. I don't know what you're looking for. If there's a certain uh, size or whatever you're looking for or just the experience or whatever, but just keep covering ground. Those bulls, they'll gonna bugle a lot. And so what we did a lot is road bugle. I mean, we'd go all night and we would get up and we would just road bugle, uh, you know, a five mile section and then just place a, a pin every single where we got a bugle. Those bulls were back there in the morning and then we'd just hunt one after another. After another. I mean, we'd be on bulls all day. It was crazy. It was crazy.
0: That's that's a sweet strategy. I never thought yeah. about that.
1: <laughs> Bulls will bugle all night long. That's a. I mean, you'll you'll hear them. I'm sure at camp all night long. Even and um, but yeah. So that's what we would do. Is just half of our problem, like with Roosevelts, is just they call. They do you know they do the regular elk things. Just half the half the battle is finding them. You know, and yeah. in Arizona that was. Fairly a lot easier. Let me tell you that. It was a lot.
0: Uh, yeah. Our, our country is not as thick <laughs> as, as yeah. where you guys are hanging out.
1: <laughs> yeah. You guys have some incredible elk numbers and, and just, uh, yeah. For Elkwise, I don't know about other management, but Elkwise, there was, there was a lot of them. Let me tell you, there was a ton <laughs> of them. <laughs> oh, dude, that's awesome. You're going to have, you're going to have so much fun. It's going to be a blast. So well, cool, man. Uh, what else? Anything, brother? I,
0: I don't think so. Um, uh, no, I, I, I got nothing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just, man, I just commend you on what you've done, and and just for taking those steps for actually uh, getting outside the box. Right, it's tough, I think, for all of us to admit. Yeah, I don't know how to do something, and how can I? How can I do this? And then sharing that with everybody, man, I think it's super commendable, and and uh, I'll definitely. Definitely refer people, people to you and stuff. So oh, it's thank awesome, you, I appreciate man. that. It's really cool. It's really cool. How can everybody get a hold of you, man?
0: Uh, yeah, uh, pretty much everything is under the Late to the Game Outdoors world. Uh, so okay. you go to late to the game It links to all my stuff. Uh, there's a link for the book right up at the top of the page. Um, uh, the book's called How to Hunt: A Total Beginner's Guide to Hunting Big Game. It's on Amazon, but you can find it through the website. Uh, and I'm most active on YouTube and Instagram, which are both Sweet. late to the game outdoors. That's awesome, man.
1: That is awesome.
0: Well, thank you so much, man, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Dude. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's an yeah. honor talking to, uh, talking to the expert. No. <laughs> no, no, no. That's the whole thing is we're still not
1: experts. We're just keep trying, right? We all just keep <laughs> yeah. trying. Amen. Oh, that's cool. All right, brother. Well, thank you again. Oh, thank you.